Welcome to the So Far So Rare podcast. I'm joined today by Haber, who's been on how many times? Once? Twice? Is this a hat trick? Fuck off, stop pretending you're frozen. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> this is like earlier, whenever we first started, like he, pre- he pretended that he like was, because well, I didn't have my headphones in, he was like, I was like, I can't hear you, give me a second, put my headphones in. I put them in and he did the whole thing where he pretended to talk. You know but he was just actually going like this into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> without realising it. Anyway, how are you? Is this the third time? Uh, second, I think. Second? Yeah, I think so. We were going to do another one, but then, like, schedules got filled and stuff, so... Yeah, we're oh, just yeah. busy YouTubers, man, you know? We're just you busy know. guys. Yeah, I think I was saying this to you beforehand. I think last time we spoke, um, you had more subscribers than yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, in the five minutes that you just went to take a wee, I've just written down at least eight of your videos I'm going to steal, so... Oh, sooner or later first. i'll be overtaking you again <laughs> <laughs> right in terms of what's happening this week here it's one of those again where i feel like last week when i talked to so rare monkey it's actually in so rare world it's quite a quiet week like there's actually like it feels like there's not a lot happening you could say it almost feels like the calm before some sort yeah, of storm yeah well yeah absolutely you know? I don't check my FPL and see how that's doing real quick, you know. Did you triple Captain Holland this week? I didn't. I'm I'm a United fan, so I knew that he'd get pocketed. In fact, has anyone seen Haaland since that game? I he don't got, know if he's uh, a... yeah, I, I yeah. He um I triple captained him, so I need him to do the business against Spurs, but um when is Oh he will. He'll he will dominate Spurs, I think. Yeah, Spurs haven't been great, have they? No. They I don't even think they put up a fight against Arsenal. I mean they had chances, but mm. In, in somewhat like kind of so rare related news, I just bought a super rare. Oh! I actually tried for his unique. I have a feeling if I'm going to get the unique, the deal will be done before this goes out. Again, everyone, disclaimer: this has been recorded on a Monday and it's been released on a Friday. It's a bit of a pain in the bollocks, but I'm doing something quite exciting and so rare related this week. I'm going over to Paris to go to the NBA game, and I'll be in the so rare office and doing lots of nice fun things. So. I'm away doing so rare content that you can expect to be everywhere um, on your feeds very soon, but it means that the podcast is recorded early. So I have no doubt here where something big will happen this yeah. week. I, d- like, I didn't get invited to that, by the way. Ah, well, no. so rare. Sure, you're a FIFA YouTuber. You're not a so rare YouTuber. I am a so um, rare ambassador, okay? Mm, all right. I deserve to be invited to all the things. Questionable. Who does Cecenia play for? Cecenia? Anyway. Yeah. Daegu. Okay. Who does Vandevert play for? Obvious. You I have Vandevert. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to act like I was trying to do like the whole like so rare niche players and hope. You oh like... no, I'm really good at this. Like, so I have a few friends. Um, do you remember a band called the Cheat Codes? No. Oh well. So they there's one of my friends was in that band. He's like he's Croatian, um, and he's from like Sivnik. And I was like rolling off these players that play for his like small town in Croatia. Mm. Because I've like got one of their under twenty threes on so rare, so like this guy's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. shocked. He's like his mind's being blown that someone's heard of this small town in Croatia where he's from and like knows yeah. the full team. I love that's what I love about so rare. Like it I is. just withhold all this knowledge of these players. Like I've had so it a fun. few times. Like an example is like you know when like I know a Dutch guy who moved to Cork where I live in the yeah. south of Ireland and like he's a big Feyenoord fan who aren't yeah. like as niche a team as that or anything. But yeah, like, no. But and I'm sure a lot of people listen have had this experience where some random person from their personal life from another country comes in and they happen to be from well for me it's Feyenoord and then I'm able to go 
talk to you and talk about Sinistera and Malasia before the move and this guy and that guy and he they're kind of like it's that like I was like oh Gertrude and like he was injured at the time like how do you know about him yeah you know it's that it's like that respect so it's kind of cool but um how did we even get there what were we saying I was saying about buying a super rare you just you just started saying about I was saying about buying a super rare and posting the podcast late so the podcast been posted late doing the whole NBA bit which will be amazing I can't wait it's gonna be really fun I wish you were there and uh yeah, I'll be posting it everywhere so you can actually follow along on all my socials, Haber. But um, that's why the podcast oh, wow. came out early. Something big's probably oh, going to happen. I guess they're, they're, they're going to finally put out something like a chat function or they'll put out like, I don't know, some sort of, I don't know what they could do, but they'll put something out I can guarantee and everyone will be like, why didn't you talk about it? So sorry about that. But I bought a super rare. Yes, who'd you buy? I bought, let me go and find him. It is Gianni Bruno. Um, do you know Gianni Bruno? Uh, no. However, I do have your so, gallery up. So I'm just... Gianni Bruno, right? I was doing a bit of unique trolling, so I've made a few seals in the last week. If I actually go over to So Rare Data, who are the sponsors of this podcast, sign up using the link in the description. Um, but So Rare Data, I'll go over to my gallery and I'll look at my transactions. So I've made a few seals in the last couple of weeks. I sold um. Lewandowski, Amuzu, Le Normand, Bartra. I've also won a little bit of ETH because I podiumed a couple of times earlier in the month. Um, you, eh? Yeah, I know. And I've done a few other wee bits, right? So I've accumulated a couple of ETH and I was in like, okay, I need a unique forward because I think I've Lucas Herodeki who I can use as a super rare, I think, in this new unique threshold thing coming. And then I've got a unique defender, two unique midfielders. Door shall be back from injury soon. And if I could pick up a unique forward, I'll be laughing. Anyway, in the process of unique shopping, I came across Gianni Bruno's unique, which I thought was interesting because I remembered a season or two ago, he was like a like he was like a proper I don't want to say Vanakin, but like he was like an elite, elite player in Belgium. Like really elite. And I don't know, I didn't know what happened to him. Basically, when you look back, loads of DMPs. Maybe it was injury. Maybe it was whatever. He's like Gent not getting played, but recently he's back to scoring greens, getting goals, getting assists. Yeah. Right. Looking at the unique, whatever listed for like four ETH. I was like, that's a bit much. That's a bit saucy. But his super rare shocked me. His super rare was listed on the market for 0.4, Right. Now maybe there's a reason for this. You know, the rare in fairness was like 0.13 super rare around 0.4 you know it's the kind of 3x rule i was like okay but i, I got it for 0.35 this is a guy with an l5 of 61 an l15 of 55 that's a forward super rare and i'm always stuck for forwards yeah um and i got it for 0.35 so i kind of felt like i robbed him he's also been linked to go to japan i think where he would you'd expect to dominate or he could go back to ghent or play somewhere else in belgium belgium he was linked to charleroi earlier this month so i don't know that's just my latest kind of super rare buy, and I don't really talk about my own buys in the podcast, but here we are. What do you think? Do you like it? Do you hit it? Yes, I think he's a pretty... He's doing well at the minute. St. Truden just lost Brules, didn't they? Um, who I think... I thought when I first saw that, because I think he just moved to somewhere else in Belgium. I can't remember who it was at the top of my head. I thought they'd struggle a little bit, because <clears throat> not that all the goals come from him, but he just seems like he has quite a bit of a creative influence on the side who was it but, uh brules christian brules christian brules you see Maybe i can't say up. they're a team that i how do you spell brules b-r-u-l yeah b-r-u-l-s yeah Zultwaragum or something yeah for a while he was like 
well, I, he was one of the first super rares I actually bought on so rare. Super um, is cheap again, like maybe it's the move, but yeah, I think it is the move because they're playing him as striker and he's not done anything like realistically. I watched that Genk game and like mm. I didn't even notice him on the pitch. Mm. Well, I bought Gianni Bruno, still got a couple of ETH, still gonna go on a rampage, but I think like if I can get one more unique, I've got a half decent, like unique threshold team. The very the, the, the real problem with that logic is. Their averages are definitely going to be hard to hit two forty every single week. Oh so it yeah, might be one of those that sporadically I can do it. And the problem is, but the, you know the other side of it is, call me a madman, and maybe I'm just deluded, and I am ninety nine percent deluded, right? But I just feel with uniques, if the stars align, is there not an outside chance that maybe one week you could do all right in all star and pick up like tier one super rares and stuff like that? You know, if I'm maybe it would be better to target champion or challenger, but like. If I had, like, Gianni Bruno, who can hit 60 or 70, get a decisive no-baller, Benjamin Andre is actually decent. You know, he'll, he'll whip out 50 points every game with A, and if he gets yeah. a, if it's a really good game, gets a double-double or something, he's touching 60, and if he gets a decisive, you're you're really looking good, with it's rare enough. I've got Nicholas Dorsch, who's actually a decent scorer when he plays. He's just been absolutely rogered with injury. Like, mm-hmm. if we look him up very quickly, maybe I'm, again, deluded. Like Dorsch, yeah, like look at his scores historically here, but like he he ticks along, like he he does the business. There's three players who on any given week could very feasibly hit a sixty or a seventy score. If you throw in Aziz Behic as almost like a bit of a filler, and then Hiradeki, I think like on, on when the stars align. That's that's the area of so rare that is like that's the gamble area of so rare. This right here, and I think is is like. I actually don't know if Sora target it enough almost because like I know it's kind of dangerous to to throw the word gambling around when you're involving money and Ethereum mm. and that sort of stuff. But that's almost part of the love of Sora is like having a team that really isn't your Mbappe's, your Neymar's, that sort of shit. But could if the stars align, you know, you get lucky uh, three or four players have an insane game week, you could get something nuts. Like that's like the part of Sora where it's like I think actually attracts a lot of people is that kind of gambling aspect i'm actually using again so rare data's um concept concepts and i'm yeah. pinging in this exact team that's a dangerous tool i can't lie <laughs> concepts <laughs> is a very dangerous tool because concepts have made me buy two or, like so many times two or three players for a lineup because it's like for the last four game weeks they've hit and then as soon as i buy them they turn to absolute dust so i've just plugged in Oh my guys, the problem is when you look at this, door shout with injury, um, blah blah blah. The amount of times these guys have actually played is like okay, they never play together. Like the most that's ever played no. is two of them. But I think we're getting yeah. to the stage where you could see five of them, right? But in game week three twenty, I don't know. Like I just think there's something here. Like I wish I could almost, you know, it'd be a fun thing to be able to do. This is something maybe you do more yourself. Okay, so I can look along game weeks and see like what was needed to win the division, you know. And you're, what you're, you're doing right here, right, is what, exactly what I do. And then I go and message Sean or PSU, and then he's like, "Hey, but stop being a fucking idiot." That's legit yeah. what he'll say, and that's so that's why yeah. he said on Twitter, "Why am I so impatient?" Because what you're doing right here, I do the exact same thing, and I'll be like, "Yo, what do you think about this guy, this guy, and this guy?" And he'll be like, "Don't be stupid." Oh, but this team, anyway. I mean, I am getting ahead of myself because I don't even have the Gianni Bruno unique. Your man, I think, was a little bit unreasonable. But 
I don't know. I'm wondering, <laughs> is it worth buying the unique just to roll that team out and have like you know, like if that hits once a season, if that hit once a season, that's a humongous week. Yeah. And this, like, my, my dilemma here is the same dilemma that I'm sure a lot of listeners are in. If it's not with unique, they're in it with super rare. They're in it with rare. If they're a limited player, it's about like I could put something together here that's on the edge of my budget, but. I don't know, like, imagine you've been playing the specialists and underdogs and whatever else, and maybe you've got a couple of rare cards sitting there, and you're thinking, if I get one or two more of these, maybe. The goalkeeper's the bottleneck, isn't it? This was this was me when I first started so rare. This is exactly... I had, like... Uh, I, I went... When I first started, I went to Limited, and then I went into, like... I had, like, one or two rare cards, and I remember, like, I was like, you know, if I just buy, like, one or two more cards here... I actually have a, a a a decent team, and if they play really well, never never got rolled, never happened. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it didn't it didn't happen. But I like it. Like this, that's the part of I love because it's like, you know, picking some five random players and just hoping. Like I love it. It's it is a gam- It's like a gamble, but it's it's fun. <clears throat> I had a bit of heartbreak this week. My SO5 lineups, and you're about to say to me, Yeah, same. I think what Alex said to me simply, Alex, he said, uh, Be happy with what you've won, not with, with what you could have won. I thought it was quite deep. Um, But it is very much the case because I threw this in as a non priority lineup, prioritized under 23 pro, right? My under 23 pro team was Vandevert, who kept the clean, Maxime de Kuyper, who shot 44 very uncharacteristically. Trent managed the 60-pointer. Kakare didn't play and Leao got a goal, right? Kakare had a played and the Kuiper had a done something a bit more. Maybe it would have been sniffing rewards. But anyway, under 23 rare that left then. Donnarumma, I knew was in a tough game against Ren, so I was like, I don't want to prioritise him. If I had Vandevert in this lineup, it would have done marginally better because he did actually make a lot of saves. Trent was like a no-brainer, but obviously Liverpool got smashed. Thankfully, Trent got a clearance off the line, so that 60-point was nailed, but I had him captain. And then Jonathan David is by no means like a priority elite forward in under 23. But he bagged two goals and got 92 points. I saw that, yeah. got a goal and got 92 points. And Tadebo got about 50 points of AA and shot an 84.9. So the team ended up with 432 points and I'm sitting in fifth, which has been a tier one. But I'm four points off a tier zero, five points off tier zero and 25 points off the win. If Donnarumma had a kept a clean sheet and none of the other competitors around me actually had him. Know. Yeah. So if Donnarumma had a kept a clean sheet, I would have won under 23 rare. And it like because I haven't won it before, I don't know. It just hurt when they conceded. I have been in that genuinely been in that same position so many times where I've been so close and yet so far. Mm. It, it is painful. I remember um in the it's summer. hard to celebrate the big win because it is a good yeah. win. It's hard to celebrate it. It's like, what could have been? In the summer, I almost bought Jose Tani for a lineup, under 23 lineup, under 23 rare. And I stuck with this back when you could play commons in rare. And I stuck with this common. Had I have bought him, I'd have won the division. But because I stuck with this common, it got 50% deduction. I think I came like, I got a tier one. It was like three, three points out of third. Yeah. And I was just like, if I just bought him, because I think the winner got like, Julian Alvarez, who at the time at River Plate was like four grand. I was absolutely fuming. I'd have made such a nice little profit as well. I didn't do it. It's like the yeah. most me thing ever is buying a player for a lineup. And I was like, I'm just not going to do it. I do this all the time. It's not going to happen. Mm. And the one week I don't do it, it would have 
been worth it. And if, I think that's the beauty of so rare. And this comes like the, you know, like almost to like the sub conversation. It's not necessarily the same as a sub conversation, but with like I'm just looking at other stuff here where it's like I had like Koulibaly who didn't start and he was captain because I thought they would have done well against Palace and they kept a clean sheet. And when you go and look at the match, Barry Ashley and Thiago Silva both shot better than eighty five. So yeah. you look and think, okay, if Koulibaly had a played as you'd expect, he might have shot a even if he shot a sixty out of one a tier two rare, um, in All Star Rare Pro. And then Nubel in a 7-1 win. Of course they had to concede one. Do you know, it's it's all these little tiny fine margins. And that's just yeah. the game. But all these little, if he had done this, I would have won so much more. It makes it heartbreaking. But like in terms of the sub thing, like Kakare not playing. I seen, was it Suburbs lineup that absolutely killed? There was someone shared a lineup and I seen it and it was like... Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. I think it was Suburb. I don't know where it was shared. But there was basically like team all smashed and if Kakare had a went and shot a 45 you're winning like some ridiculous under 23 super rare division or something yeah. but it's like i almost feel like that the hard times and the heartache mean the wins are like so much more incredible i don't know like i have been through it so long where the only division i've ever won was bloody underdog super rare one time and got like i think tiago santana grand card wonderful but like i have really nice cards and I pick them in good fixtures in under 23 and under 23 pro every week. And I still haven't won. Like, I don't, in like it, it two makes, years. It almost makes me mad because bloody Perez sat there. Bobby Perez has sat there every week picking up the, the first place. And was like, who gave you the right to do that? I right? know. And who like, gave him permission to go and do that every week? Part part of me gets it right, you know. Someone like Perez, I know he does the dig and he does the research. He yeah, knows no, his he's stuff. Class. He'll find he's, it. he's class, right? But yeah. I've just went and bought the best guys. Like being class and scouting, that means you should be able to win for cheaper. But I've just went and bought Trent and Donnarumma yeah. and Koku and Jota and Gakpo well. and Vinicius, and I still can't bloody win it. I just need the stars to align. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, I'm the exact same. When I first started, so rare. I'm I'm still the same now, but on a smaller scale. I don't like I've got Kimmich, Neymar, Messi. Like I went out and just bought the best of the best. Granted, it actually did finally. I did win Champion Europe Rare one time. But who'd you um, get? I probably remember when you said Mane. Oh yeah, that's shit. Shit, awful, terrible. How's he doing Abs- at the minute? Is he back soon or? I don't know, but like I remember, I actually messaged Nep and I said to him, um, "Just so you know, the the only player." in and around that I could get is Mane that I wouldn't want. And I went and got Mane. It's like the mm. only player that I didn't want. I'd have taken, I'd have taken the one below, but I'd have taken Neuer happily, but I get Mane who was worth at the time, apparently a lot, a bit more, but I ended up getting like, I didn't get much for him. I don't think in comparison. Mane actually like at Bayern, it's not that it's a surprise in any way, but I mean like, there's games there where you'd expect decisives, but he's put up like 30 AA in a game, 20, 33, 19, 26, 15. I'll tell you whereabouts I got him. So I won him um, in and around. What game week was that I won him? I won him game week 305. Mm. So you can see like um, 303, he gets 36. 304, he gets 27. 305, he gets 46 uh 306 he gets uh mm. 37.5 and if you like removed the um the game weeks after it just looks like he's just turned to absolute ass overnight yeah. 
and I was like, great, I've got a, I've got a bomb. But yeah. no, he is good. He gets he does score good points. Yeah, but he does. The only problem is when you've got Messi and Neymar. Like I don't care about the worth of the card that much. I said I say this to like PSU as well because I, I swapped to Pepe um, last week. I won Pepe and I swapped him. I don't mm. really care about the worth of a card. I just want cards that either I can use or have as depth. Mm. And like when you've got Neymar and Messi, you don't need a Mane. It's like you, you know what I mean. I just love like anyone who's sitting at home and hasn't done this in a while. I haven't done this in a while. See if you go and just like whip up Messi's so rare data scoring chart and just stick all time. There's forty six scores between ninety and a hundred. <laughs> it's like it's just beautiful. Messi almost feels like he's undervalued. But what I well okay we'll get on to that. But what I love about this is that like the best player on. The like, undebatably, what's that word I'm looking for? Undisputed best player in world yeah, football, like, I think yeah. you could say, is this good on the game. It, it means yeah. that the matrix kind of half works. And it's such yeah, an absolutely. intricate matrix with 40 data points or something and blah, blah, blah. And Messi smashes it. And I, mm. I love that. Because, you, you know, it would be a shit matrix if Messi didn't do this and Koulibaly did. You know, you'd be like, okay, well, that's not really representative of world football, but... Um, you think he's undervalued? I think I think at the moment he is. Well, yes and no. Like it's hard to sit there and say five grand is undervalued. Like that's his mm. floor at the minute. But at the same time, like there isn't a card better than this card in the forward spot that you can get at all. Mm. And when you look at his like price historically, like when he was at Barcelona, I think it was he was going for like. Or, or sorry, when he just moved to PSG, he's going for like 17 grand. Mm. His card was up at 16, 17 grand. And then he's had highs this season of 10, 11 grand. Like, it almost feels like the card is too low at the moment. Like, if I if I didn't already have one, I'd probably go and buy one because I think he'll extend at PSG for another year. And if he does, he's going to continue getting 80s, yeah. 90s, 100s. I think it's about what you can yield. And I think the Messi, the problem with the Messi is, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong, though. Like, if you aren't like a champion contender, like someone who's genuinely going to be potentially winning champion, like you, you have Kimmich, great. Mm-hmm. Like you have Kimmich and Messi. Now yeah. it's it's this is actually like a concept that I've mentioned once or twice in the podcast before. I read this somewhere a long time ago, and I can't remember how beautifully it was worded, but it's the Diderot effect, right? And I think in a nutshell, this is the kind of story or reason why it's called the Diderot effect. There was this guy called like Charles Diderot or something. He was some French guy, right? And he bought the. He lived in a shithole, but he bought this beautiful rug, and he put this rug down in his living room, and it was so beautiful that he was like, "I can't have a coffee table that shit beside that rug. I need to get a good coffee table now." So he went mm-hmm. and he got a nice coffee table, and then he's like, "Well, that candle holder on my table's a bit grim. I'm a sofa shite. Look at that art on the wall. That's really not doing this rug justice." So he went and he bought everything, and it's almost this idea that if you have something that's incre- of incredible worth or incredible value, even to you or externally, that you're more likely to endeavour to surround it by other beautiful things. So you have Kimmich and Messi. You yeah. have to buy a De Bruyne, or you know, you have to buy the best. Who's the a Trippier? You have to play these guys with I the best. Be Whereas if I I don't have those champion players, like my champion lineup might be the likes of I don't even know. 
Corejo. <laughs> no, I don't know. Let me let me see. Like, who are my best rare champion players? I do have like um Sane. I've got um Vinicius Junior. Okay, but you wouldn't really play him there. Tony Cruz, maybe Trent. Bruno Gomares. You know, you know what I mean. Like these are like a tear down from that. These are like yeah, for sure. They're probably still stars, but they're like you you'd be disappointed if you won the, got them when you win the division. My point is, with a lot of galleries, Messi is probably accurately valued, but to the best galleries, when the margins are no, so yeah, fine, I get that. Yeah, obviously, like to set like yourself say, five, apart. Five grand is you can't sit there and say five grand is undervalued for for any and like freaking card realistically, right? But how the market is is valued mm-hmm. like this is a card i think if you do have the other people like if you're spending five grand on a card it's very likely you, you're you're that's not your entire budget and you're putting you know 30 quids worth of rares around them like you probably you've probably spent a portion of your budget on you know other top tier cards around them mm-hmm. it'd be very it'd be very silly to play messy in a lineup of i don't know who did you have this week Kudabali off the bench and you know like play people like that you know so yeah i think it'd be very silly so i think if you've got if you've got a really nice team he just i think it's silly it's silly if you have a kimmich like like me for example i have kimmich i have trippier i have neymar right mm. you almost want to go and get messy because then you know those guys are so reliable for those high scores you want somebody else as reliable that's so that's why i think he's probably a bit undervalued because like if you have if you have all those guys that are, that feel like they're guaranteed an eighty point performance every game, five grand to put another one in there and like it, it almost is it, you know it feels like a, a decent deal when you I look think, at yeah. other players or I guess yeah I, don't... I, I get I get your point I think it's like um I'm having a look here has anyone sold any Mbappe's recently? I had a friend looking to sell one I told him to list it at eighth and see what happened. Would he get offers? Uh, a couple have sold for Edith recently. Anyway, um, it's all kind of compa- like in terms of actually like saying this is undervalued or saying it's overvalued. We obviously all have like these numbers in our heads from super rares, from unique sales, from you know historic yeah, course, prices, from Mbappe's being worth twenty grand, from whatever's. But I think like when you really break it down, and I don't even know how you'd work it out because the randomization of rewards is randomization even a word? The random nature of the rewards. Um, to actually value a player, it's all about the potential yield from that player, yeah. and whatever. So, like, if an Mbappe is worth eight, and a Kimmich is worth six, is a Messi at five fair when he's thirty-five from a yield perspective? You could argue Mbappe is undervalued if he's going to be putting in similar scores. He doesn't score, does he? he? Doesn't score as good as Messi, but like, he scores pretty damn good, and he's going to do it for another ten years. So, like. Is Messi undervalued or overvalued? I don't know. I would actually... It's all comparative, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. God. That's a question. Wherever you're listening, is Messi overvalued or is Messi undervalued? Comment below. If you're listening on podcast, hit me up. Hit Haber up. And give him abuse if you disagree with him. Yeah, go on. Just call me a cunt. Yeah. Can I say that? Yeah, say whatever you want. I don't really care. Yeah, call me a cunt. Oh, Wow. Hits harder when you say it twice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I put I put venom on that one as well. <laughs> you fucking can't. <laughs> um, I'll have you know that my messy is actually a collectible item. So I don't look at it from your perspective. It is a collectible item that I I am collecting. So and you get a lot of joy out of it, you know. From exactly, I really enjoy looking at the card. That's all that I I mm. want from him. I I yield back enjoyment. 
So thank you very much. Do you question time? Actually, uh, we had a question for the community. I was going to ask you this anyway, and I'm pretty sure I asked you this last time you were on. But someone has asked this. Sean says, "What FIFA Wonder Kids have you bought in Sora and vice versa?" So what I'll ask in a nutshell is. Has this changed your FIFA content at all, so rare, or how you engage with football globally? Definitely. Um, I think I used to think players, when they got to like thirty years old, were finished. Mm. But I, then, when you see how many players, in fact, not how many players, how many world stars that are still playing and tearing the game up in their uh, early to mid thirties is crazy. Like your Tony Cruises, your Modric's, your Messi's and things like that. Like, obviously, you know that those players are of that age, but you don't realise, actually, in some of the other leagues, mm. like, some of their best players are the older, more experienced players, like, whether it be, like, a J-League or uh, the Jupiler Pro League or something like that. There's actually so many um, oldie but goldies. Christian Naboa has been one of the best players in Russia this year, and he's 30... 3,000 years old like he's mm. the guy's ancient and he's like been one of the best players in that league so it's that's definitely it's definitely added that perspective um and I'd say within FIFA it's just just funny seeing like some shitty little bronze card but like actually that shitty little bronze card gets 20 AA every game and he's and he's worth a grand on so rare it's quite funny I, I love seeing that like some card that's terribly like terrible rating on FIFA Carlos Kiel, for example, is like yeah. 75 rated on FIFA. The guy has got the MLS in his back pocket, mate. He, mm. he tears it up. So, yeah, it's, it's quite fun. It's it's added a bit more of a... It's added a fun aspect to opening packs, for sure, on FIFA. <laughs> yeah, because you're getting those wee Easter eggs or nuggets, and then even when yeah, you exactly. Player, you go, oh, he is amazing. And yeah, a, yeah. Haney Mugtar is like a 76 non-rare, and he's like the MLS MVP last season. The guy's... Yeah. I got hit single-handedly with me so many tier ones. Like, yeah. It's fun. That's amazing. I was just clicking around there and went back to remember I'd read gallery sort of by like champion players and one who was there staring at it was Joe Felix, who's obviously got the big move to Chelsea. Now I just think he's a fun conversation right, in a sense where I think as a holder you're happy with the move because Atletico have maybe underused him or like substituted him and whatever else and you for negative football for so long. Um I also think it leaves the door open that even if he doesn't stay at Chelsea past you know the end of the season, it opens the door for him to leave Atletico. Like that's that's kind of started. You know, you can't yeah. see him playing there next season. But something I wanted to point out is like whatever debut from hell, bloody blah, blah. He only played fifty eight minutes and got a red card, but he still shot thirty six, and that was because of oh god, I got a cough. Twenty one AA. <coughs> he was very good in that game. He was very good. 21.5 AA in 58 minutes. You know, four shots on target, won a couple of contests, created a big chance, attempted assists, penalty area entries, the whole shebang. Like, he's shown that, like, you know, he can rack up a wee bit of AA there. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, you can't use one game as a sample, but from what we've seen of him, he could be good at Chelsea, but they've obviously got your man Mudrick now as well. Mudrick? Yeah, I don't get Chelsea. I think Todd Bowley just has Fabrizio's notifications on. Can't lie. If someone gets linked with somebody else, Todd Bowley's like, oh, I'll have him. I'll have him. Yeah. Take him. We'll bring Seems him over here, brother. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy, uh, it's like they're, they're just buying wingers and breaking them. That's kind of what they do, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just buy big attacking players and then break them and then buy more. 
feels like my career mode every year. Yeah, he's like, it's actually, I don't know, I don't know what to expect from him. Even Barashile slotted right in, Felix right in, and it shows the kind of injury crisis they're having when you put a new signer in, like, days after they sign. But, like, I don't know, I just saw Felix as a holder, and I was thinking of Andy Laird, his infamous relationship with him. Like, finally kind of time maybe to see something happen here, and we've still got a whole other, you forget, he feels like he's been around forever, but he's still got a whole other another season and a half of under 23 eligibility so maybe felix does something i think he will i i think he'll have some very good games at chelsea um i think you know against your bournemouths and your you know your bottom half of the table teams because he looked very good to be fair when he came on mm. or when he when he started so he looked like he, he was their best player by a country mile mm. um and i think you'll have a, a quite a few games where he'll get he'll get i reckon at least three 85 plus scores before the end of the season. And that's obviously including his three match ban as well. And mm. they have European football still, right? I think. Are they still in Europe? No comment. I don't know. I, I was going to like. I, actually, I can't remember if they are or not. They might not be in Europe. But I think it, like in the Premier League, I think you'll have at least three 80 to 85 plus scores still. Because uh, you get AA. I feel like they do as well. They do, yeah. Sure. They're up against Dortmund. Ooh be a nice game uh, no I hear you I agree and you know he's missing um, who did he just miss who did they just play the game he missed like last night that 1-0 was it what was it oh yeah 1-0 Palace yeah they won't be past 1-0 he'll miss the Chelsea Liverpool game he'll miss against Fulham then he'll be back in time for like West Ham bit of a West Ham he'll eat I think Dortmund, Southampton, Spurs Leeds, Dortmund again they Leicester. are that, that's a good run of games for him in my opinion I think he'll do well against West Ham. I think he'll do well. Leicester, I think he'll do well. I can see him do well against Spurs as well because Spurs are shit defensively. And I just think like he'll get in some great areas. I think the only problem is from it depends how good Mudrick is. I don't know how good Mudrick is, but if he's got if he's aiming at Havertz, you're going to get about eight big chances created a game and just none of them go in. Like it's like Jesper Carlson last game. Jesper Carlson put on a plate for Pavlid. Pavlidivis, Pavlid, Pavlid, Pavlidis, uh, that, that motherfucker. Ah, oh, jeez, that was like it's a like glitching. Yeah, that guy. Um, <laughs> yes, because I put it on a plate for about five times, and this clown is just missing them all. I feel like Havertz are going to do that for Joao Felix. So, yeah, we'll see. But no, I think it'd be all right. I think it'd do well. I tell you, my um, some of my first purchases on Soria were literally FIFA OP cards. Oh, like yeah? one of my one of my first teams was like. Ben Yedder, Kimpembe. Um, I'm trying to think who else it was. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go find one of my first game weeks, and, and figure it out. Because then I, I that's before I realised how it really works. Do you, do you know what I've been doing? I, I'm like em, embodying you in this. I'm like just magpieing and going and changing. I'm basically on the edge of buying a town coupe or super rare for no reason. <laughs> Because I've got a budget and I'm doing that thing that we all do when we get a budget and we try and burn it and then regret yeah. it and then Oh, readjust. there you go. One of my one of my first purchases was actually um, rare Diego Dallo, which would have been a cracking player to still have. Absolutely, absolutely insane Smash right now. Got him for peanuts back then as well. I got him he for like creams it. How much did I get him for? I bought him for four hundred and fifty quid and sold him for five hundred and fifty quid. So I would have had a great deal if I kept him. Just sent away offer for Coop Miners. I'm being cheeky. I'm absolutely being cheeky. I might get blocked. Um, the reason I did was I don't know. I was clicking about again. Chelsea fixtures, bloody blah, blah blah. 
and then in like recent fixtures came up the Atlanta win so for some reason they've absolutely creamed was it Salernitana they beat them 8-2 mm-hmm. and I thought of Coop Miners and he missed a penalty which has kind of annoyed me because I think there was a subsequent penalty scored um, by a different player in the team was it Lukman took the next one or something yeah Coop Miners missed one and then Lukman scored one so I'm kind of like worried he's off penalties now but if he has penalties, if Lukman's not on the pitch, whatever else, he's on a nice wee run. Maybe it's the worst time actually to buy him. But King Cupminers used to be the guy. Cupminers used to be uh, like the king. Have you seen him? The one for Atalanta or the one for Excelsior? Atalanta. If you pull up his all time graph, he was oh, actually, wow. that's back when I bought him, he was the guy. Like he was the under 23. Wow. King Coops. Well, oh, Alkmaar, wow, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but I mean, he gets national national team game time and all, and he's, he's a classy player, good at set pieces, blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a move on from Atalanta at some stage. Maybe I'm delusional. It reminds me a bit of uh, Reinders. Yeah. Like, looking at <clears throat> yeah. these scores. Yeah, that, that type of idea, just absolutely dominant. Anyway. It's funny just how good the Eredivisie is for so rare. Just like mm. go and find the next best player pick him up do you know like it, it shows as well like how dangerous under 23s is like when you look at how good people can be and how shit they can become yeah not that he's shit but compared to what he was anything would be shit like his scores were messy-esque um i was gonna bring someone else up on this conversation lissandro martinez no. he was like that last year yeah no but it wasn't him coop miners Blah, blah, doesn't matter. Oh, Diada got a wee hundred, which was nice. Crap, Diada. Monaco also yeah. won by a landslide. Yeah. Um, 7-1. Diada got a... Every single under-23 player, it felt like, just smashed this week, bro. Mm. And they're all I ones had, that I didn't play. I had <laughs> under-23 rare pro, and I obviously had my gank stack, and finally, gank keep a bloody clean sheet. I get 308, 378 points. It was 385, but I got mm. a correction, which is annoying. Um, 378 points in under 23 rare pro and I didn't even get a reward mm. I was I was two points away from getting a tier 2 like that is crazy last week that had been week, like yeah. a high tier 1 mm. so it is what it is I'm not like too bothered about it but like yeah it's mental how sometimes these game weeks can align where it's so competitive and then like another yeah. game week will happen and then like 380 points will get you a star I've had it before where, and this this is literally me just story topping you right now. I've hit 420 points before, and I don't even know if I got a reward. And if I did, I've, I've hit two. that. I, I got a tier two from 430 something in Champion yeah. Europe rare before. Yeah, well, I did it with 440. Yeah, I did it. I remember I got 550 points, <laughs> yeah. and they closed my account. So, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, no, it can be heartbreaking. It is. It's just the the different game weeks. That's who I was going to bring up very quickly again. Kind of going through a wee bit of like a random jumping around under twenty three players. Martin Odegaard is finally doing it. Yeah, he is. Him. I have him, and he is doing it. Yeah, like, his like last whatever his L five is seventy seven. He's got a hundred in there, three eighty ish scores. He's just creaming it. But he this is why like. I, I, I'm not. I don't play under 23 enough. I have one team, and it's like if that team doesn't play well, it doesn't play well. But like, I like the idea of going and like having a gallery full of these under 23 players because a, a move, one move, can turn. I know Odegaard hasn't moved, but like mm-hmm. this season, like Arsenal were just a different team. But 
like a move for a player or like a different system can turn a player from being a dud into like one mm. of the best cards. And the prices change so quickly as well in Unsmooth Free. It's like, mm. I don't play it enough. I don't really care enough about it. The problem is like with the likes of Odegaard, like he ages out very soon. And I mean, this is yeah. why I probably need to be looking at like an exit point. You know, the rumours of the Premier League coming, supply will increase. He's not going to be under 23 forever. He's playing incredible. This is actually probably the time that I should sell Odegaard. Yeah, he's he's quite high right now in terms of his price. He sold know. for three days ago. He sold for one point three five, right? Let's who, who's like the most dominant? Like so, he's let's one point three five. Let's go to sort of do his player rankings. Go to midfielders. Kotchu is doing well at the moment, isn't he? I'm going champion Europe. Um, players midfielders, and I'm just sorting that. And we're going to see like 1.35. Enzo Lafay, what's he? He's half, nearly half the price. He's an extra year of under 23 utility. So, like, if I sell Odegaard, I could pick up like two Enzo Lafays. Uh, yeah. Remy Cabela is actually smashing at the minute. Remy, Jesus. yeah, I, I almost picked him up. Um, he had a little, a little stint where he was injured, and that's what Mate. put me off. And I almost bought him for like. 300 quid when he when he here's what there. i need to do i need to buy remy cabela and put in andre unique cabela and jonathan david super rares and then go Hurideki and pick up a super rare leverkusen defender and that would be like my that would champion, be a very good lineup champion that would be a very good lineup. leverkusen can see it a bit but anyway maybe that's something to think about my point is just in terms, I'm trying to look at Odegaard's valuation and like, okay, what is best case? Like, you know, post being under 23, like when he's an over 23, like what what will he actually be? Who, who's he the same as? I don't know is the answer. And this is actually a bit of an annoying task. I thought it'd be a very simple answer. But I think I can expect his value to drop is kind of what I'm getting at. The only people I've, who are like, yeah. a, sorry, a top champion Europe mids who've played like, I don't know, 10 of the last 15 Kimmich is worth more than him. My boy. Jude Bellingham's worth more, but he's under 23. Valverde is worth less. Yeah, uh, I could sell him and get like Kvitsa Kvaratskhelia. That's what that'd, I said. That would be a good a good buy, in my opinion. I like him. The only problem is, them. I feel like uh, this upcoming season, this summer, when they mint new cards, I think they make him a forward. And mm. like his forward, if you look at his scores and then you sort it as a forward, all of a sudden he's like Mbappe. Elite, level. yeah. Yeah, it's like Changes that it. card would probably be double. It's like in Kunku. I mean, in Kunku's kind of not fallen off this season, but kind of fallen off this season a little bit. He will next yeah. season when he goes to Chelsea. <laughs> he's been insane the last few games, but like he has, he's he's having these periods of like five games, six games where he's just not mm. not scoring or assisting. But um. Jeez, like, tell you what, Leipzig are in some form, aren't they? Yeah, well, new manager. So they they had really Tesco, didn't they? Or whatever his name is. And he was shit. And that's where I had Nkunku when he was shit. And then I sold him. And now they've got a new manager. They're actually nuts again. Mm. To be fair, he's still... Yeah, he's oh, still absolutely man. killing it. I just need to rejig and do things. It's just so hard to actually motivate yourself to do it. Yeah. I, kept, I just get very attached to guys, you know? Anyway... <laughs> Well, we answer. I don't uh, get attached. You know what it is? I I get stubborn, and I'm like, this motherfucker has not won a reward for me yet, right? I'm not going to sell this bitch until he wins me a reward. I'm sick you like of that this. Relationships. He's done, <laughs> yeah, know, like, he's, like <laughs> he's he's not done anything for me. I'm not like, attached. 
I'm stubborn. This bloody gank stack that I've got, right? <laughs> in the right game, gank will win me under 23 rare pro. I'm telling you that right now because yeah. Coester and McKenzie in the right game can get 50 AA points. Vandervoort with a clean sheet and then Tresor is very, very good, right? Mm. I think um, if I look at, there was, I, th- I want to say they played St. Truden at home. I can't, let me find it. There was a, f- they basically won a game 4 0. Oh, they played Sarang away, right? Won the game 4 0. Coester got 95.6. McKenzie with 84. Tressor with 85.2, right? And, and Vandervoort with 72.4. That game, when that game happens again, right? Not only will I win at least a star or possibly the whole division, mm. finally, I can be like, right, I'm going to let these guys go because they age out anyway. But I can't do it until these motherfuckers do that shit for me. It's pissing yeah. me off. Yeah, I just wanted to finally happen. It's so oh, annoying. It's just looking there. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> this week, under 23 Rare Pro. I have a bone to pick with you, though. Go on. Speaking of Diddero effects, right? You have Neymar, Messi, Kieran Trippier, and then you've got them with Tatarasanu and Bentaleb. Yes, because, because. My actual team is Super Air Flecken and Super Air Ginter, but the Bundesliga is not back yet. So oh, okay. my champion Europe pro team is Flecken, Ginter, Kimmich, Neymar, Messi. Okay. However, Bundesliga is not back yet, so I had to throw them in there. And I mean, Bentaleb's good. Bentaleb is actually like a really, in my opinion, little 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 bit of wisdom actually... from the Haber. Bentaleb is a, in my opinion, actually an underrated card there. Yeah, massively. When you look in at the those right... scores, exactly in the right lineups. In the right lines, and I watched, um, I watched him against uh, PSG and then against Clermont, and he's like, he probably gets on the ball. He's like trying to make things happen. Like, I quite like him as a player. Um, and Kieran yeah. Trippier, if he didn't give away a penalty, that lineup. I mean, Neymar and Messi was shit, but like Kieran Trippier is an insane scorer anyway. They've lost. Angers have lost eleven games on the trot, right? Yeah. And in that time, he's managed to put up a forty-nine, a sixty-nine, an eighty-nine, a forty-two. 54, 89, 69, 37. That was 14 minutes as a sub. So 12 AA in 14 minutes. 47, 80. It's like, he's actually like probably a little bit slept on. You know, Brest, Ajaxio, Ajaxio and Auxerre coming up in the next four fixtures. I had his super air as well. I got his super air for like like less than half an ETH, but I let go because I just didn't have anywhere to put him basically. So... But no, Bentaleb is Bentaleb is slept on a little bit. He he is not a bad card. If you get the right the right matchup, which for yeah. him is like, I feel like he loves an away game. I'm He's, doing this again. I'm doing this whole thing where like I go and buy shit I don't need because it looks. You know what his unique's at? All jokes aside, oh, it's all his unique's on auction now. The bastards. He might be one that goes. It finishes in five days and two hours. The bloody podcast's gonna be out here. Just driven up the price of the unique we could have sniped. Uh, if I see any of you bastards who listen trying to buy my Bentaleb, I will snap. I'm going to send an offer for a super rare. And it's going to be turned down. Anyway. Hey bro, will we answer some questions? Absolutely. Let's answer oh, some questions. Two things we didn't bring up first though. We just, we've literally just rambled for like a long time. I love time. it. It's the best part. Um... La Liga draft beta. So they're oh, yeah. drafting, they're doing a beta, like checking out this draft idea. Basically, they're trying to do the Global Cup, but with La Liga. You right. get eight players within a 400-point budget cap. 
L15 is going to determine that. If the L15 is less than 40, the 40 is basically the minimum. Maximum two players per club. Um, and only the Liga Santander draft combo cards eligible. And then I think like XP is at three times the usual rate. Card swaps, they're bringing in swaps and all this. So you can basically swap out players each week and refresh them. Um, some additional rules, blah, blah. You can go and read it all. But ultimately what they're trying to do here is bring in like a league-specific longer form competition that's free to play. Do you yeah. like it? Um, if I'm being br- brutally honest, I don't, I don't care about it at all. Mm. Um, but that's because I'm not that arsed about the La Liga. <coughs> I feel like if they did something like, you know, if the Prem comes in and they do something about the, the Premier League with that, then I think I'd care more because it's almost like FPL. Mm. Um, but I'm not that bothered about it. I like the concept, not that bothered about it at the moment because it just doesn't really entice me. But I really enjoyed the Global Cup during the, during the World Cup. So I think the concept is cool. Um, and yeah, hopefully the only, the only thing is, and I know it's not a big gripe and I know I can actually like filter it myself, but the only thing that's kind of gets a little bit annoying for me personally is, um, it, it, there's getting a lot now. There's so many, um, there's so many different tournaments, tournaments now. Yeah. It's getting it's getting a bit mad. I've just realized by the way. Oh wow, yeah. They they lot. didn't have um have I done something wrong here? No, so they, you haven't. They've just done something. They just added all of the competitions for this upcoming game week, haven't they? Or am I My being head's stupid? Broken. No, I think they might have done something even bigger. They fucked up, haven't they? They've fucked up. Cause look, you can see like No. What have they done? Mate, they've just what done have... something huge. Yeah, what have they just done? Live, they've done something huge. Sorry, what? everyone listening. I'm going to give you context. I'm on SoRare's upcoming lobby. Yeah. And there is the upcoming tournament, which at the bottom of the screen, which deadline is January 17th, which is tomorrow. But then they've also loaded the next tournament a day early, January 20th. Is that what you're saying here, bro? Is that what's confusing you? Yeah, that's Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what I'm confused about. So we're looking ahead to the weekend. Yeah. Game week, but it's only a Monday. This hasn't happened before. Yeah, that's that is yeah, I was trying to figure out why I was because they didn't they only have Challenger Europe for this for this coming midweek. Yeah. And that's why I was like, hang on, have they just opened everything? But no. And people are submitting their lineups as well. God, this yeah, is there's conf- like one lineup on All Stars. This has happened literally live, like as in to put it into context, like there's a hundred like in, in limited, there's only 200 total lineups submitted. It's like yeah. one person's out there champion, you're a pro. It's just happened. Mm, there must be something to follow. Or maybe they've tweeted about it? Not entirely sure, but it is very confusing regardless. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to like, go ahead and start building my lineup. The, the problem I see here is that the deadline at the top says deadline starts in 19 hours, 30 minutes, but I, it doesn't tell you that the top one starts in three days or something. Anyway, um, got very confused there looking at lineups, didn't we? You you were ranting about this La Liga beta thing, saying that it's all a bit overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and then La Liga now, draft is there. I can draft it. Okay, wow. I've clicked into it for the first time. Build your squad, win rewards. Should probably make a video with this. So you have to pick. So two from a team. So you would probably pick a defensive stack, wouldn't you? This whole this whole thing is like I'm just confused now. Sorry, what yeah, well, we're you talking about La Liga beta now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I 
I built a team, but like didn't realize you could swap stuff over and that. So I kind of like my team, like I bet, like I bought like I brought in like Cruz and Benjamin, even though they didn't have a game week. Cause I thought like, well, people will just build what who's got a game week now. So maybe like if they don't buy Barca and Real Madrid players because they didn't have a game week, then I might have a bit of an advantage. But apparently, yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you a question or two. We'll fucking we'll suss all this out. Ultimately, I think my my view is that like these. Well, maybe it's not for like the players like us who play on uh, rare and super rare and whatever. Maybe the free-to-play version isn't ever really going to tickle that for us. But it's about realizing that for onboarding, if they can have like a better, in my opinion, FP a better FPL, a better fantasy yeah. game. For I will all happily, the um, I'll happily then, play it. Like yeah, they're they're free to play. I actually enjoy. I do enjoy playing their free to play because I can then talk to my friends about it who play the free to play. Yeah. I, I, but they can't relate to me when I'm sat there like, yeah, my Kimmich scored only 64 points. Like, cry more. You got a fucking 10 ETH Kimmich, whatever I paid for him. Like, mm. you know what I mean? But like, I so I enjoy the uh, the free-to-play common aspect for that. Uh, yeah, it's one of those where I, I can see the importance of it and think it's great, but yeah. I probably won't be that engaged in it personally. Um, a question from Sean Newsham, aka PSU fans too. How is it possible to be as impatient as Haber is? Fuck off, Sean. That's it. Uh, right. I have ADHD, right? So you're just mocking someone with ADHD. How do you feel? I bet you feel awful. I, I think he'd just call you a moron and wouldn't care. Yeah, that's true. That, that sounds very <laughs> much like Sean. Uh, but yeah, no, you, you like to bounce about a bit. Um, you know who bounces about? I'm calling this guy out, right? This is an account that I respect and love and have done for years, even though I've never seen the face behind it. Genesis for me, is a go-to in-the-know French football. I have never seen someone jump about so much between players. I always see, like, just bought, just sold, for sale, buy this, sale, buy... I'm telling you, Genesis, it's like the lost boys. No wonder they're lost. You keep kicking them out, like, and then trying to get them back. I don't know. Genesis, I'm calling you out. I think you're more impatient than Haber. Um, I'm very, but I I just get an idea in my head and then like just go for have it to act quickly. Yeah, like I find myself needing to just like act fast. Just... Sa- sorry, I was gonna say Sam Tai also wants to know why you always go for walks at six a.m. It's mad. Oh, um, walking! I love I love walking. That's the ADHD again, isn't it? Oh my god! I've just realised by the way that could catch people out. So. Um, when you're trying to build your lineups, right? Like, sorry, I'm still on this, by the way. Oh, okay, so you're you're here, um, like shell shocked over this. Yeah, but here's the thing: this is this is this is this is kind of mad. So, um, I've gone to like build like Monday Twenty Three Pro lineup, just and it's it thinks that my players are already using our lineup, but that's because they're in the upcoming midweek. And it's like, oh, so it says your card shouldn't have yeah, done it this says, at this time. Yeah, no. So it says I've gone to like build my own 23 Pro. You can't build them both at the same time. They can't have, I can't have them in Challenger Pro for this upcoming midweek, and then put them in under 23 Rare Pro for the, uh, for the game week, uh, after that three three nine, mm. or whatever it is, whatever on now. That's yeah. So that's really. Um, sorry, yeah. So the question about walks. Um, walks are a part of my daily life now. They, um, they like, I, I used to walk 
I say I used to walk. Uh, back when I first started losing weight and stuff like that, basically my biggest like thing was, okay, go for a walk every day, go for like an hour walk. And since then, there's something about going for like a walk for an hour a day when I first wake up that's like therapeutic and calming and head clearing. Like it's incredible. Genuinely, I recommend it. Um, so basically whenever I wake up, the first thing I do, I don't shower, I don't eat breakfast, I don't do anything like that. I get up, I put on whatever clothes I had on the day before, because obviously I don't shower, I don't want to put on clean clothes. Um, I go for an hour walk and then I get home and start my day. It's like, I don't start my day until I've had a walk. So, but it's really genuinely life-changing. It's, it's great. I love it. Mm. I went through a phase of walking a lot, um, like intentionally myself when I was trying to lose weight actually. And then um, now I just have to walk my dog. Now I've been away a wee bit and Christmas happened also. I haven't walked as much recently, but mm -hmm. I don't know. The idea of doing it drives me insane. I'm kind of like, ugh, it's cold and it's miserable. It's lovely in the summer. In the winter, yeah. it's grim, but we're coming out the other end. Um, but yeah, I, I highly recommend it. That's why you like listen to 90% of my content. Not my content of content. Like, yeah, of what you listen to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no. Same, same Imagine he's walking around listening to myself. That's a bit sad, isn't it? Um, right. Get, gets out, puts the AirPods in. This player once <laughs> moved 20 million from this team to another. You will not believe. So you won't. So you shouldn't. You, you can't. But this player almost played in the World Cup without shorts you're on. You're actually, I'm not going to lie. You're not, not bad, is it? You're not bad at that. I get hit with that all, right. all the time because I sound like this and I live in the south of Ireland and everyone talks different to me. So I get that all the time. But you're actually not bad. I just had a look in the So Rare Discord. They're all going balubas over this change to the upcoming competition. So look, guys, so it'll much. all be ironed out and you'll all know about it by the time this pod goes out. But we've just had it live and it's confusing the shit out of us. Right. Marco Sullivan, good man himself, always asks a couple of questions and I love it. When it comes to So Rare, do you love or hate the transfer window? Ooh, um, I am 50-50 because I don't have, uh, I would say I don't have enough cards and enough, a lot of my cards are locked in, like mm. your Neymar's, your Kimmich's, Kimmich is never going to leave Bayern, in my opinion, people like that, right? Like, I don't have a whole lot of, of cards where I fear they could move, but I do have a couple here and there where they could get favorable like i have a super rare suarez that's now gone to gremio which mm. is actually a good thing in my opinion because he's now going to start getting utilization in the next month whenever the brazilian league starts back up again um so i'm excited for that because mm. they just got promoted back into the first division of brazil so um and like so that that was going to be a card i was like oh shit, he's dead mm. he's done but actually would be all right so i don't mind it for that reason but like, yeah like when i see what well, like i think i've got a, a lad a super air called Ustervold who's also linked with fenerbahce it'd be a great move mm. then when i when i see like the one that scares me is fucking retirement talks man retirement yeah. talks scare me it's tony it's tony cruz return i've heard a lot yeah of he's done so i think oh, man he needs to win I, some more cards like I've... i bought him at the start of the season me ready too. for my team and then sold him two days later because i saw he literally said like okay i'm done after this season i was like fuck yeah like no. someone changed that man's mind like <laughs> i don't know i in terms of main transfer windows i think it very much depends on the build of your gallery um you know my gallery there's a lot of under 23s who aren't maybe nailed or starting so it's all about the exciting move maybe from the netherlands to belgium or the netherlands to like a second division france team or something you're hoping yeah. for that path 
Unfortunately, what the reality is is Gakpo goes to Liverpool, and you know I kind of oh yeah that one screwed go, me. Okay, that one screwed me a bit. Yeah. yeah, it's heartbreaking. And then like there's these other ones, uh, you know, someone goes out to the Middle East, you're screwed. I don't know. You're kind of on edge. I like the excitement. I like the opportunities it brings to the market. Not that I particularly avail mm. of them or I'm an active trader, but like I just I like that the the market's a bit buzzing over it all, and there's something new every day. And I think when you've got quality nailed players, you're, you're less worried about them going somewhere they're not going to play. I think if you're a challenger whore, it's probably the worst time of the year for you. Yeah, you for know? sure. Or like an under-23 challenger. I've started trying to pivot when I buy new under-23s. I'm really looking at champion ones. And there is a premium, but I'd just rather that. I can't be arsed with buying another Jada. And even like Sole, I can't be arsed. I know he's going to get a move soon. And it's just going to be annoying. I, I, I'm kind of sick of that whole roulette. I think there's more upside buying champion because they're there. And then if they go down... You have upside. See, mm -hmm. buying challenger, it just does my bap in. But anyway, a second question. If someone was going to join Sora in the middle of a transfer window or just before it, would you recommend them to wait until it's over or not? I don't think that. I, 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 I think, if for me, I don't I don't really rate, make recommendations anyway for Sora. The only thing I say to people is just do research. Like, I think you can join whenever. As long as you do research, I think it, that's the main thing. Like, Blindly going and buying someone when you can type their name into Twitter and find out if they're linked with a the club within seconds is stupid. Mm. Um, so, yeah, like I feel like as long as you do research, I don't see a huge issue in when you join, to be honest. I wouldn't say don't join or do join in the January transfer. I'd just say just do research when you do join. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you need, you need to, like, if you come in, what, if you come in and just start buying players who you, Look like the nice, nice L5s, you're screwed, aren't you? That's what I literally did. Yeah. I did the, that exact thing. And my problem when I first started was I, I would buy a card, get an idea of a different card I want to buy and sell that card for a, a mm. loss just to get it gone, to go and buy somebody else. Like I remember I bought Ben Yedda for like a thousand pounds and sold him for like 800 pounds five days later so I can go buy Dimitri Payet after. Like just silly shit like that, really. So mm. um, I would say patience is a virtue and the other thing with so rare keep your powder dry like liquidity in this market is is god it is it is the best thing you can have right now because people don't have it yeah so if they have a card they're willing to sell likelihood is they've probably had about 10 offers of some crap player right so if you can offer them ethereum they might take a bit of a discount um yeah so that's a, that's probably another thing like if you're getting involved you're probably in a bit of an advantage position because you're putting money in Speaking of being liquid, I just had a counter offer back for Bentaleb. Ooh. So I offered 0.5 for the super. Mm -hmm. His rare is coming in at 0.179. What I like about a Bentaleb is the fact that he's only 28. Do you know? Yeah. It feels like he's been around for a long time. Um, and if you look at his all-time scores, actually, that's not very reassuring. <laughs> I say what I like about him. I only, I, I literally ridiculed you for picking him about 13 minutes ago and I'm like what I like about Bentaleb this is what's wrong with having a balance okay his last his last rare sale was actually for 0.135 but he's had a nice score or two since then has he so his floor is 0.179 what should we pen here last what I like about him is that Angers last season I think for a lot of last season were playing like a back three or a five and he was in a two-man midfield mm. whereas now he's like kind of playing in a double pivot and he's got like a 10 and two wingers ahead of him Mm. So, and that's why I think he's uh, for a large part 
performing better. I think that he's he's getting like he's got more bodies ahead of him. Like he's getting more decisives now, assists and goals and stuff. Yeah. So they do still play a back three or a back five a little bit here and there, but I think like the back four is a bit more solid. I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna chase him. I got carried away I wouldn't. there. I, I personally wouldn't get his super rare. I bought his super rare and got rid of it because it's like it's just not what I need, man. You know, I'm I'm sitting here telling myself he's good value, but the bottom line is I always do this. I buy five players that I think are good value. One of them might do all right in six months' time, and four of them will yeah. fail. Anyway, he's a, for me, he's a player that like if the only reason I put him in that lineup is because I like I could make an extra lineup with. Yeah. And it like so I was like, screw it. I mean, I've got Tata and I've got him. I can make an extra lineup here that could potentially do mm. well. But like usually he's in gas. He's an all-star pro. Mm. Or all-star rare, sorry. And he's and he's chasing threshold for me. Like he's not he's not a, a major piece. Yeah, he's not a major piece of the puzzle puzzle for me. Right. One or two more questions. So Rare Monkey, last week's guest. A lot of love for these two. Oh, thanks, man. When the EPL launches, very presumptuous, which players would you be looking to buy outside of the United guys? Premier League guys, who are you into? Uh, Fun fact real quick. I'm pretty sure me and Sarah Monkey went to the same school. Different time periods. Yeah, different different time periods. But um, we were talking about it at your meetup in London. Oh, that's cool. Um, Like we both went to Lutterworth uh, College. But, you know, I'm pretty sure when he, back when he went to school, it was like, the shilling was still in use, so you know. <laughs> yeah, it was a while ago. <laughs> so um, yeah, so Premier League cards. Uh, one of the top ones on my list is Nick Pope. Mm. Like, if you want a top tier goalie, right there, and I would love to partner him with like Fabian Shaw. Botman's another good one, but I think Botman might have a bit of a premium. I'm pretty sure he's under 23 still. Um, he is. Fabian... He's a bit of time left there too, doesn't he? Yeah, Fabian Shaw. He doesn't though. hit peak scores though, does he? He's just like with no decisives. Can't, he's getting like yeah. to- he's getting like he's like a really premium threshold player. I don't know, like 65, 60 points every week. Sixty points every week is yeah. kind of his average. Because I have Trippier already, so I feel like oh. going Nick Pope and Fabian Shaw. I could have like quite that because Trippier. I, I like partnering a goalie and one defender. Goalie and two defenders is a bit meh, but goalie mm. and one defender is good. However, Trippier isn't like a defender because he gets 20 plus attacking AA a game yeah it's ridiculous he he is a cheat code um he got against against Leeds got 42.5 AA in attacking alone that's nuts four four big chances created six attempted assists and 25 penalty penalty error entries he is so disgusting um and then the other one I would say would be Joao Cancelo. Oh yeah, I actually he's in have bad another form at the moment. He is. He's, he's, his price would be down, but not. Yeah, and I feel like you get him back on form. Like you had a period before, before yeah. uh, three hundred eight and before, like he was just disgusting. I would love a Hoiberg. Yeah, let me have a look at Hoiberg. Oh, cool. check Hoiberg. out Hoiberg. Ready to shit your pants. Have a look. Hodgeberg. Hodgeberg. Or even like a Rodri. Yeah, Rodri's very good. But Rodri is just like... Consistent as they come. Rod- Rodri is just Kimmich 2.0, really. Mm-hmm. Um, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg. Hoiberg. Let's have a quick look. Oh. Yeah, like surprises oh, wow. you, doesn't it? Yeah, that is surprising. The only thing Spurs are just so dog shit. Shout out Rob Marshall. 
he was all over him for the Global Cup. I didn't pick him in the end, but he kept saying, don't tell anyone, I don't want them all picking him for the Global Cup. So there you go, your secret's out. Dukure scores all right. Jeez, uh, Threshold Player of the Year award. Threshold Player of the Year award goes to Cheek Dukure of Crystal Palace. The flattest graph you will see. Look at that, Haber. It's actually hilarious. Uh, Ducore. At Palace. <laughs> Look at that. It's just I like this. This, like, metronome of just 53 scores and then the occasional peak. Sorry, that day has been really slow for me at the moment. How do I spell it? Just go to Crystal Palace or oh, C H E I C K. Yeah, I got it. Were you watching Love Island tonight? You look like a Love Island guy. Oh, is it on tonight? I didn't even know that. I think uh, it starts tonight, yeah. Shout out everyone. You'll be a few days into it. Yeah, maybe. Might have to. I did, I did watch it in the summer. Maybe, maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. I didn't watch this summer. I, did, I didn't get involved. I'm, I'm not the biggest Love Island guy, but if I get roped in by one or two episodes, it's game, set, and match. So I think if yeah. I can resist the first couple, I'll shake it. Um, Luke Shaw would be one I'd look for in the Premier League as well. Luke Shaw. Yeah, Casemiro, by the way. Talked I've about got him. Casemiro. Who did I talk about that? Was it Nap? Talked about that Maybe. recently. Maybe. I picked up a Casemiro um, a little while ago. Excuse me, a little while ago. In those, like... His scores, man. Easier matchups as well. Like, he's he's doing well in, in the big games, but, like, in the easier games as well, your Bournemouth and whatnot, he's just a monster. Yeah, like, he triggered 100 there against Nottingham Forest a few weeks ago. Yeah. Bournemouth yeah. 68 with a goal. He just he actually he's popping up with decisives like for for United. You wonder how sustainable it is, but like he's just a he's just so reliable, incredible. Thirty years old, Bruno Fernandez. He'd be a yeah. fun player. Bruno's always had this weird premium on so rare, and I think that's maybe there's because there's eight rares. Yeah, that and also when he when he first signed for United as well, like historically his scores are disgusting. Mm. And they're getting they're getting good again as well because he went for obviously a period where he wasn't great yeah. and we weren't great. Right. Um, Rashford Rashford would be another another one. I'd say uh, Son Heung Min would be good. Yeah, not this yeah. season. No, but he's not great. He's actually. one. Of, him and Harry Kane are ones that I've looked at before. Mm-hmm. This season, Heung Min's not been great. But again, if you look at the all graph, like he is ridiculous historically. Same with Harry Kane. Well, Harry oh. Kane's still very good. Mitrovic. Mitro. He had, does he have a card? No, he doesn't. Uh, no, but he, he just ticks along, doesn't he? Yeah, Mitro's very good. Yeah. I have Timo Puki. I wanted Timo Puki just before the World Cup, and he's starting to come good again. That's handy to have. So he's like in the um, only lineup this week that I actually have any hope with. He scored 91 points this week. How's Martinelli scoring? Mm. Saka probably scores incredibly. Yeah, Saka's a nice score. Anyway, yeah, there's lots of names for you. Um, let me see. One or two more questions and we'll go. I actually have to be going in about 10 minutes. What was your... This one in a nutshell, right? What's your biggest flop of a purchase? Oh, God. Oh, God. My biggest flop of a purchase? Um, Probably Julian Alvarez. I bought Julian Alvarez at like at the peak when yeah. he was at River Plate. I got you know I got I yielded a little bit back from him to be fair, but I I bought him. I can tell you what I bought him for. Um, it doesn't doesn't really show because I did it in a trade. I did it. It was a trade worth probably around four and a half grand in total. Oh, wow. And I sold 
accidentally for 1.3k, which was around what he was selling for. But that's when overnight Ethereum, yeah. So I listed him up for 1.7k, and I was oh, happy with like getting man. that. Okay, Ethereum then... dropped. You remember that one night where Ethereum literally halved in value almost, mm. like it was ridiculous. Um, yeah, and he, and he ended up selling for like 1.3k. So that was a, a big L. Um, that's probably one of the worst ones for sure. I can't remember off the top of my head any others. Maybe players that have been injured or something. I'm not sure, but that's definitely one where it's like, yeah, that that wasn't great. Because realistically, uh, if I'd have held on to him, I would have definitely had some like some um, peaks here mm. and there, like in the World Cup and stuff like that. You know, like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but that was bad. That was bad. I forget mine. I definitely have one which was really bad. There's like an infamous thing that people rip the shit out of me about, and I forget. Wesley, there we go. Wesley, yeah. Jesus, I've definitely had like said that bastard's name. There's definitely been like a couple of super rares that I've picked up as well, and then like paveled. Do you know? I just had a thought there. Like maybe it's the time to pick up the likes of a Virgil Van Dyke, thirty-one injured, Liverpool doing horribly. His price must be down. Yeah, he he is on the. He he is down. He I, was selling I, for two ETH as recently as October. I don't know if I would pick up Van Dyke. You're not about it. You think that reigns no. over, do you? I he's, think I look at Van Dyke, and obviously historically he's had some fantastic games, but Liverpool are not defensively aren't sound anymore. Do you just and not back them to get that back when they have the likes of Allison, no, Trent, no. Robbo, Van Dyke, Canate, whatever? Because here's the biggest thing with Liverpool <coughs> is for me. It was never their defence that was keeping them in games. It was their midfield and their relentless pressing that mm. they simply don't do anymore because, I mean, Henderson's 55 years old. Thiago Alcantara, if he's not... The only thing he's done in the game recently is put his thumb up three times. Like, he doesn't really do much. Mm. Um, you've got Fabinho, who's dropped off an absolute cliff. Like, if Liverpool go and sign a couple of midfielders, like had they gone and got Bellingham, or if they get Bellingham or whatnot, yeah, maybe I'd feel a little bit better. Yeah, probably need that box-to-box midfielder. They yeah. probably need someone who has the, the legs in them. Like, But until then, I just don't back it. I don't, like, I look at a lot of his scores and his, his like, dark greens, his, like, 70s and whatnot. They all come with a clean sheet attached. Mm. And very rarely does he get those clean sheets. And it doesn't really get decisives anymore either. Like, not that he got them a lot, but he got, he got the odd corner and things like that. Well, he got a goal in the over, what's it, Boxing Day? 3-1? Uh, yeah. Yeah, see, in that right there, if they keep a clean sheet, that's that's all of a sudden, what, mm. 95? Yeah, probably, yeah. I used yeah. to have Robertson. I have one of Robertson as well. Um, I like Robertson. Not as much I anymore. I am telling you, you know, I might just go and do this. If he's, I'm doing this. I'm buying this guy. Oh, you're about to call me. Why am I being a dickhead? Why am I doing this? It's Simicus, right? He's 26. Robbo's getting old. Robbo's not quite as effective as he was. Robo's He's on the entry table more mean? often than... Is he? He's I thought he was 30. Old fella. No. Why is no, he no. injured so much? He's just... He's had a recurring injury. He's... he's oh, is he's that old, what it is? Like, I thought he was yeah. just, like, getting on. He's no, only 28? No, Jesus. Yeah, he's only 28. He's And to be fair, like, he missed about... He missed a few games in a row with injury, but then since then, like, he only misses the odd game here or there out of rotation. Like, if he plays a European game, he might not play the the uh, thingy game. One of them was he missed a Scotland game. Mm. Like, 
So he doesn't miss too many games. I think I actually think Robertson at five hundred pounds is actually not terrible, but like he's one of those where he used to basically be a fifty pointer was a bad game for him, and now it's like a thirty pointer is a bad game mm. for him now. So it's like all of a sudden, like, yeah, like. Well, here's my logic. People have heard who listen to this podcast know that I've talked about this before. I think Simicus is the type of player that. The rotation is somewhat predictable. Robertson does pick up wee injuries. He is a set-piece-taking Liverpool defender and is super rare right now is listed for 0.35. If I can get a bit off that. like I just don't think that's a bad depth piece. It's it's not terrible, but I think with Simakash, you're I actually think you're hoping for a move there. I don't think you're yeah, I don't think I don't think he's worth picking up in the hopes that he does well for Liverpool. Because I mean if you look actually in his last Basically, since game week 317, where Robertson's been back fit, he's played one full 90 and 145, yeah, and that's it. Like, it's, yeah. it's very clear, Robertson. And, and to be fair, with Robertson as well, like, Robertson is clearly still head and shoulders above most other Premier League left-backs, even yeah. with Liverpool being shit. Um, I don't I don't see there being a point, uh, a point where... Like, when Robertson was going through a bad patch... And Simicast got game time, even when Robertson was fit. It's like, yeah, that maybe would have been a good pickup then. But now it's like Robertson's back. You know, it feels like he's playing well again. I just think he's good value. Yeah, it's not awful. I I think, like I said, because he's he's a he's actually a decent player. When he when he's played for Liverpool, he's been all right. He's he's a decent player. Like he could get a good move. And they're getting new owners, and maybe they go and try and clear out players like Simicast and players like uh, Oxley Chamberlain to bring in, you know. YouTube Bellinghams and whatnot. So, you know, that that's also a possibility. It's one of those that like it could crash and burn, but a guy yeah. who's shown that he's good enough to start for Liverpool takes set pieces. Um, he's young, twenty six, you know, could have another eight years left there. And he's shown that he's decent and gets a few assists here and there and is super rare, you might be able to snap a little snag for point two five or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It is, again, one of those definitely not where I need to prior- be prioritizing my budget, but still a bit of fun. You but do, anyway... Uh, you literally do what Nep does. Nep does this all the just time. Just buy guys because thing. they look good value. Just like, like, just I can like tell myself one, a story. Yeah. But, you know he does as well? Do you, do you, do you, whenever, see Nep, whenever Nep sees a player get 100 points, he's like, ooh, ooh, I might go buy him. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then, like, the thing is, he'll see one 100 points, and then the last 10 games will be shit, 40 points. And then, like, he'll have an 80 points... 15 games ago but now nah, see because he's capable of doing this he's done it like game week 194 and he's done it now so clearly he's capable we can, he yeah, can get these do points like, next week yeah, don't yeah. do it now yeah i i don't necessarily magpie like from a score perspective maybe i do maybe i do a bit it's more a case of like when i see people that i know can get decisives and people that i know can get a peak score and i see them at like you know what i like in my head Honestly, like in my head, if you'd asked me without looking, Simicus, and I kind of go, okay, plays for Liverpool occasionally, set pieces, left back, uh, okay, super rare, let's call it 0. 0.6, 0. 0.5, and mm. maybe I'm just out of touch with the market, champion, all the rest. So then whenever I see it listed for 0. 0.35, it's like, okay, and that's how I bought my uniques when Dorsch was like, I know he's been injured twice since he broke a metatarsal or something in his shoulder or whatever, it's like, when I was doing the unique shop and it's this thing of like scanning until you see something that you go, why is that guy two eighth, but this guy is only 0.9? You know, it's that like all comparative values. It's like, it sometimes it just stands out. I think when you play the game long enough, 
Benjamin yeah. Andre. That's why I bought him. It was like, why is he this price when he can put up these scores? Because he's bought, not sexy. Um, and, I bought a super rare recently, and I bought uh, Hadzia Metovic from Konya Spore for mm. like 0.8. And it's like a similar thing where it's like, I see cards around him that put up similar scores, and it's like an ether above. Mm. And it's like, that always freaks me out, though. Whenever I see someone that's like half an ETH below what other people around him are selling for, that freaks me out. Mm. I'm straight on Twitter, right, writing the name in, like figuring out what's going on. He's definitely died or something, you know? Dortmund are still in Alanga. I see that. I'll happily... You can, you can have him. You know. Yeah, you're happy with that? Yeah, I just thought you were yeah. the man to throw that at. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, here, but it's been a pleasure. I need to run. I have a call in three minutes, but... um. All we did, I think, was ramble for our 20 minutes, but it was fun. Absolutely. If anyone's still here, they must enjoy so rare just chatting. <laughs> it's not like there were topics to hit this week. So if you're here and enjoyed it, do let us know. Like the video, comment below, and all the rest. You can find Haber at It's Haber. Hopefully That's some so rare content to come. But um, everyone, good luck this weekend. Again, remember this podcast was recorded a few days ago. Um, hopefully I'm in Paris right now enjoying the NBA. So uh, yeah. little thing as well before we go, they just removed next week's game week from the upcoming. Ah, oh, so they did that and they've took it away. So it was yep. like an, an error, maybe. Definitely. But still in mind. You know what? It would have been hilarious if they if like it had like like a, a different game mode that we don't know about yet or something. Yeah. Like it, it's still everyone in thinks mind. a prem's coming. Imagine that was some kind of like thing there. <sighs> we mistake. It, it's still on mine. Maybe it's a sign of like something they're going to launch because I think it would be. Oh good. no! I've refreshed mine and mine's back again. That's weird. I don't. I don't think there's any reason why you shouldn't be able to look a week or two ahead. Yeah, for sure. I do it on server yeah. data anyway. Exactly. We do it the server data. Speaking of, they brought this show to you. Mentioned them a few times. Sign up using the referral code John Nellis. You get two weeks free at their start here. Give it all a crack, and we'll see you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye.